It's the Listen Up Milwaukee Podcast. And welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Steve Italiano, and this is the Listen Up Milwaukee Podcast. I would like to thank uh, anybody who actually subscribes to this. Thank you for sticking with us. And uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, part of it has been uh, health related, part of it has been technical, and part of it has been just laziness. But anyway, uh, so today we are back with a bang. And uh, today's topic, uh, well, actually, before we get started, I'd like to introduce our guests. Uh, I have three guests tonight, so this is very thrilling for me. Um, to my right is my charming wife, Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, out in Madison, uh, via telephone, we have, uh, an occasional contributor, our friend, Aaron. Aaron, how's Madison? <laughs> Terrific. How are you, Steve? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Hello, Barb. Hi, Aaron. And, uh, just, and, and you'll be coming back to the Milwaukee area soon, right? Oh, you know it. Excellent. So, uh. Can't keep me away. So, like the, like the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Anyway, um, so, and uh, we have a first time guest. Um, no, it's a dog. Yeah. Sorry, that's, guys. No, that's okay. Is that your beagle, isn't it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and all the way from Chicago, we have Brandy. And her dogs. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, this is like really thrilling for me. A couple things just to fill people in. We've got some new equipment here, which allows us to have remote guests very easily. So we have two of them today. Yay. I'm so excited. It's, <laughs> We're you, excited for you. Yeah. If you didn't know better, yep. if you didn't know better, you'd think it was cold in my recording studio. Anyway, um. <laughs> And, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, well, we've got, and we've got three guests. I mean, we've got three people who actually wanted to spend a little time talking with me, which is another exciting endeavor for me. Uh, but today's topic, um, is we're going to get into this right away here. And I, I don't know if it's strange that we have three ladies with us, but, uh, today's topic is going to be serial killers and, uh, and true crime. And why are we as a nation so fascinated by these things? Um, and I think part of this, and if you're a regular Netflix watcher, you know, we just, uh, Netflix just released maybe what, within the last month has it been the, the Ted Bundy tapes. And that's been, mm -hmm. you know, that's been, I, I haven't sat down to watch it yet, but, um, it's been all the talk along with that new movie with Zac Efron. Has anybody seen that one yet? I, I, I'm not familiar with his uh, catalog of work. <laughs> Me either. Oh, okay. Well, he's playing Ted Bundy in a. Biopic. Oh, really? I think I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's not out yet. Oh, it's not out yet. Okay. Well, that would explain no. why we haven't seen it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so up on current events. Your uh, finger is on the pulse. I, I of something. Yeah, and here's your finger far away from the pulse. What movie is that from? Is anybody? I don't know. Oh, Mallrats. Remember, <laughs> Jason Lee. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. this, this is your pulse. This is your finger yeah. far away <laughs> from the pulse. And anyway, chocolate covered pretzel. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so serial killers. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so recently we've had a rush of, 
what appears to be new entertainment um, revolving around the topic of serial killers. And it never seems to die down. It seems, uh, you know, recently also, I think uh, the History Channel had a kind of a semi-biopic on Charles Manson where they kind of had a three-night thing on the Manson family and did the role-playing thing and showed basically their life out at the ranch. But um, um, as a society, we seem to be, and again, if I'm making too broad a statement, somebody yell at me, as a society, we seem to be very enthralled by this. And I'm, I guess I question why don't these things die? Why don't they fade into the background like old news stories? What's, what's the appeal? Anybody have an opinion on that? Well, I think well, I, it's the, uh, oh. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Brandy. Oh, I was just going to say it's the, the fascination that we have with good and evil and the extreme acts that people perform and what makes them tick. I think that has a lot to do with it. I would agree. Absolutely. I, w- I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I started at my first. Uh, what was your first serial you know, killer? Who was your, who was, what was your first killing, Aaron? The genre was, uh, I, I read Helter Skelter when I was a kid. And I kind of went from there. I, I started, uh, you know, reading all of uh, Vincent Bugliosi, you know, uh, the Sea Will Tell and, and uh, in his, um, you know, kind of. Um, jump into, you know, being a criminal, uh, criminal prosecutor. And that kind of sent me down the rabbit hole, but I, I couldn't agree with, uh, Randy Moore. You know, it was, it was what makes someone want to do this. What makes, where, where in your wiring do, do things cross that, you know, Oh, I need to, uh, actually extinguish somebody else's life. I mean, it's just, I think it's just uh, fascinating. And what what causes it? What makes someone tick? You know, what, what brings you down that path that you feel that that is something that is acceptable? Yeah, what, what is that that separates us from that person? What, right. what in their life or what in their mind made them turn to this, but I didn't? You know, uh, that dynamic is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a, a curious self-exploration. <laughs> why, why, are they, I mean, why, 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 why are they, why are they crazy and I'm not kind of thing? <laughs> well, that, and it's just something that's, it's something that's different, you know, something that, you know, kind of like a, like a gawker, you know, the, why do we slow down a car accident? You know, it's just that need to know what, what happened. Well, how did this work? You know, what, what's going on here? You know, it's just, I think it's just the uh, intrinsic curiosity as well. You know, it's just, we want, we want to know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Now, why do, uh, so it's the extremeness of the acts that makes you, obviously that makes these people stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I guess, I, I, I guess I'm in that same camp a little bit you kind of wonder what makes them tick or if there's any new information. Um, I, I guess I think I had this discussion with somebody here. Um, and maybe it was Barbara. We were talking about the, the Ted Bundy tapes and, and I, and how it seems I, I watched part of like the first episode, but it didn't feel like there was anything new to be found in that. 
I think. Right. Um, did anybody, did you watch that straight through or? No, I, I, I agree. I watched the whole thing. And while there was some interesting stuff, there was really nothing that I hadn't heard before. No revelations. Okay. So yeah, this- I read the book, the, um, the book on him, uh, back when I was into that, <laughs> I feel like I was a voracious reader of serious killers. Um, but it was, it, to him, it was interesting just the, the level of charm that he used, you know, I mean, people just assumed, oh, he's this good looking man and, and, uh, he must be just this wonderful person. And he had a very long time girlfriend you know, that was completely clueless. And, you know, it, it was, in his case, I think it was just like, why? Why would you do this? You know, you seem to have everything going for you. You know, you are, you are a privileged white man that is basically getting whatever he wants out of life. What makes you feel the need to start extinguishing all these young women? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could, you, you could have any woman you wanted. You know, it was, it was a very bizarre thing, you know, and it, in, you know, and then you look at like a Charles Manson, it's like, what kind of cult of personality can this little tiny man create with all these women? You know, I mean, I think it just depends on the, each one uh, individually. They all tell their own story right. and what, how they got to where they got. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that um, you've kind of touched on here and, and I, I guess being the fact I have three women at my disposal right now, so to speak. Um, Careful. I know. <laughs> uh, one just keeps backing away from me. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, further and further. Yeah. <laughs> that scratching sound you hear is her chair rolling across the linoleum. Um, anyway. No, um, but you know, you talk... A couple things I want to bring up. So you talk about Ted Bundy and, you know, the good looks, the charm, the appeal. Um, mm-hmm. Now, is part of, you know, his, 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 you know, I say why, is part of his why the fact that he felt he could have anything, he could do anything, he was doing yeah. anything and getting away that with it? Be. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, look what I'm able to accomplish kind of uh, – what? Because he was, I mean, the, the level of arrogance that he displayed was, I think, uh, you know, pretty, um, I, I think everyone agreed, you know, there was, but I think a lot of people took it as this charming man, you know, but really I think it was just this level of, I can do whatever I want and, and know, nobody seems to care. So nobody somewhat, gets it. So somewhat, almost, almost very charismatic to draw people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to the the uh, tapes, the new uh, series on Netflix, you know, when he talks about how he escaped and when they recaptured him, he's like, I just felt like it was time to leave, you know, it, like so nonchalant, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, time, yeah. time to check out. Let me go. Um, I'll see you later. Yeah. Is yeah. It, is, is it a I learned differently from the tapes was that uh, – he was an aspiring law student, which I didn't know, and that he was a contributor to the Republican National Committee. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. other other than that, I didn't. Uh, you so know, just pure evil that at that I point. had read about. <laughs> 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 I 
fault, depending yeah. on who you. Uh, right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really didn't see. I didn't really learn anything new, you know, because like I said, I had kind of read up. Uh, I can't remember. I wish I could remember the name of the book that I had read. Um, the stranger is, beside me. Stranger beside me. There by you Animal. go. Yep. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly the one. Um, uh, I was getting him confused with the the gentleman that murdered all the nurses in uh, Chicago. Oh, Speck. Um, Richard Speck. Yeah, Speck. Thank you. Yeah, I read that one too, and I was I can't. Um, I was trying to remember the title of either one. They were both escaping me, but I think you know. I think it's just uh, he was a guy that you know, like you said, just the sheer charisma, and I can do whatever I want, and I'm going to do whatever I want, and here we are. You know, but I think, it, it, and it, it was interesting that time, you know, of course I was too young, but yes, in know. that time, all these times with, you know, Manson and and, um, and him, they were, you know, Ted Bundy, it was shocking to people. I mean, we, we, we as a society hadn't really seen any kind of crime on that scale. So I think a lot of people were taken aback by wow, this is a thing, this is possible. And it almost seems like um, the the need to top oneself, you know, as as time goes on, like, what can we make even more grisly? What can we make even more um, shocking to, for the for the next audience? You know, whether it be a book or whether it be, you know, like a, um, I, I was watching the Criminal Minds Marathon, that's what you called, you know, and the, that's, Pretty much all they do is, is track serial killers and figure out what they, um, how they think, or what they're going to do next, and what, what their motivation was. Well, one of the interesting facts, um, and I, I, you kind of touched on a little bit, Aaron, and I'd be interesting to see what everybody has to say on this too. Is there's studies out there that, um, let's just say, and I'm going to kind of throw it out there, late seventies. So, and into part of the eighties seemed to be a boon, if you will, for serial killers. We had a variety of them. And if we start with Bundy and, and, um, Berkowitz in the seventies and and when Bundy went floated into the eighties, right? Yeah. He kind of had a long. Yeah. You got Gacy and yeah. Gary Ridgeway. And Gary, okay. The Green River Killer. I think, I think, yeah. yeah, I think. And we give them names like that too. You know, we don't call them by name. We almost don't identify them as a person by name. Mm-hmm. I well, find the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Right. They, they get yeah. these monikers and they almost don't seem real. And they, they become like boogeymen almost, mm-hmm. almost part of a mythology. So I guess that's part well, of the, maybe that was the, maybe that was the way to separate them, to make them less than human, to make them, um, not appear as they could be anything like us. You know, because we would never do that. You know, it's you have to. You know, there comes a point when you have to start rationalizing. Oh my gosh, you know that person can't be human because a a human being wouldn't behave like that. Yeah, there's no Bob the serial killer. Right. Exactly. (laughs) What? Okay, my wife's peeing her pants. I must have said something. (laughs) Getting an eye roll. Yeah, I'm getting an eye roll. But um, um. But, you know, you talk about how you felt that like Bundy was doing things and people were shocked by it. Um, and then we had this proliferation of serial killers in the seventies and eighties. And there's a theory out there that 
these were children of the baby boom that were these serial killers. And that, well, age wise, they would be right. Right. So they were the, and their fathers or their male adult role models, if they had one, but in general, the men of that era that spawned those children had fought war, had gone to world war two and seen atrocities and were exposed to those things and brought some of that back with them. And then these children hearing the stories of those atrocities, if you will, yearned to, uh, you know, it's like kids playing war. Oh my, you know, my dad did this and that, and they were, they were killing Germans and stomping their faces, or he killed a German smashing his head in with a helmet or a bayonet. And that is part of the reason why serial killers proliferated. They wanted to experience what their fathers had experienced. So that's. I wonder if it was also the opposite where the the father came back, was completely emotionally shut down, married a person, you know, uh, to do the thing that you're supposed to do, had the children, the white picket fence, did his job, and didn't communicate, didn't uh, relay anything, um, didn't, you know, say I love you or give hugs or, um, you know, any of that, and created cold, unthinking, unfeeling children. I don't know. It, it, it would be an interesting uh, study to participate in. I Personally, mean, I think it was all drugs. <laughs> it was all drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was all drugs. Everybody was, was on like drugs back drug. then. Well, not everybody. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Well, Manson and his crew were. Well, Manson well, yeah. and his crew, and and they were just nuts. Well, and I mean, I think mm-hmm. I I don't know, and I'm going to make a statement here, and you can agree or disagree, or let's discuss this too. Is do you think Charles Manson could happen today? Do you oh, think, absolutely. I mean, or was he a sure, product? He preyed on vulnerable, vulnerable population. You know, people that were um, disenfranchised, people that were um, thrown out of their homes. They were labeled losers. They were labeled uh, misanthropes and, and uh, people that didn't blend into society, even in that era. You know, that he, I mean, he went down to, I, th- I believe it was, he went down to hate after hang out and try and impress these women yep. with his music and make him, uh, make, you know, build himself up to be this entity that uh, almost was godlike. You know, I mean, they worshiped him. You know, they, uh, you know, they willingly uh, sacrificed themselves, you know, sexually and emotionally and. And, you know, it ultimately, you know, is a, as a tool for murder in a very, I, I in a, but at a time when that was ripe for the picking. Absolutely. Okay. Let's fast forward to today. Do those same people exist or do they yeah. have, I would think so. Well, I, there's people out there like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, well, but is there such a large population? School shootings, you know, I mean, those are kids that. Every single one of those kids is is uh, been on antipsychotic medication. They all um, have the ability to maintain, um, you know, a isolated uh, well, nature. You know, they I, well, are all uh, ostracized from their communities. Well, I wouldn't it's, doubt it's that. More, it's almost the opposite. Of that. Well, true, but they're not in one large community, if you will. I mean, there was a huge community of people, in air quotes, searching 
for something. Um, right. Back at that time. Okay. You know, 67, 68, hey, Ashbury, Summer of Love, mm-hmm. uh, you know, LSD, people experimenting. So they were kind of concentrated in an area that, that he chose to prey upon. And I don't, I guess part of it is I don't, and maybe I'm just getting too old and too suburban that I, I don't know if that type of thing exists in the country in an area where someone could swoop in and prey upon a large, a large population and pluck people out. Um, and part of that is, I mean, when we look at, and this may go on to a whole nother topic for something else later, but I mean, I'm sure there's people out there like that searching, looking, but I think they're all on like Instagram making duck faces and, 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 (laughs) and, and, and on YouTube, Doing, you know, makeup videos. Oh, look at me. Look at me. I've got nothing Mm -hmm. in my life. I've got to be a Instagram star and Mm -hmm. you know, um, well, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's a question of just being too vapid. (laughs) Well, but I mean, they've got something to their, that searching for something. They're not getting together in a group and looking for it in a person. They're looking down to their phone for it or their, you know, tablet or their computer. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's true. So I don't know. You know, just, just a thought. I mean, I, cause I, I couldn't see anybody. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it's, you could reach out in a mass media format, but would you be able to draw people in? Well, I guess maybe you could, you could draw people in, in a mass media outlet, like, and you know, do a Manson, Manson-esque type thing. And you just wouldn't have them within your immediate arms reach, I guess you could control people remotely. Scary. Well, I mean, you have that, that you have that like sex cult that was just, uh, um, you know, brought down a few months ago. And I mean, that was a large group of people. And you, so you have that, you have that same ability. I don't think it's as prevalent these days as in the past, but it's still, you still have the ability to do that even today. Now, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be possible. I mean, well, I, just given given the, the sports culture that we live in, you know, you're either with us or, or you're against us. Right. I think I think the the recruiting possibilities are endless well, in terms of I, I guess you know, so, targeting yeah. people that feel that they're isolated, targeting people that feel that. Um, you know, their family doesn't understand them. They, they don't have any friends. They don't, um, you know, they don't have a, they're not good at sports. They don't, they're not talented in art, you know, whatever the, the case may be, there's always some way to you know, live the P.T. Barnum of, you know, um, creating a, uh, a culture out of misanthropy. I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but like to creating a, creating a group that um, makes you feel, give you, gives you some sort of belonging. And if you're already on the edge of feeling, um, you know, not like you fit in, mm-hmm. I, I would think it'd be pretty easy to, to recruit anybody to do, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, creating a, a group that, um, goes into people's houses and, and stabs people and writes blood, you know, words on the wall, um, or, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever that person is trying to accomplish. I think there's just a lot of people in this world that really like to prey on other people. Right. And unfortunately, 
Well, you would, I guess you'd, you'd have that capability to do that. I think, and this is going to sound weird, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know how else to put Coming it. Coming from you, probably not. Probably not. I know. <laughs> one woman, one, yeah, one of the women who knows me best. Ditto. <laughs> but I, I think part of, if you will, quote unquote, success of Manson was the isolation. I mean, the physical Absolutely. isolation where he was able to make himself the center of the universe because they had nothing else out, you know, out at the ranch, as it were, you know, oh, where, uh, yeah, in the you middle know, of the desert. Yeah, absolutely. So, but now to do that, yes, you could probably attract people, but you, I, would you, could you get them to move to an isolated, well, you might be able to get them to move to an isolated place like that, but I mean, you wouldn't have that intense isolation and that intense focus on yourself because there is so much more out there that I think somebody who is searching for something may not be exclusive to that, if you will. Yeah. Well, maybe that isolation isn't a place. You know, maybe it's the internet. Maybe it's, you know, a gathering in a group chat and, you know, sharing um, your predilection for whatever it is. Sure. But you don't have your mom yelling down the basement stairs. It's time for dinner. You know, it's, (laughs) you know, like Charlie was was it. He was the focus and there was nobody yelling, you know, down the stairs or unplugging it or turning off the Wi-Fi, you know, to get your attention, whatever. So, um, but we've kind of drifted and I apologize (laughs) as as is always my, my problem here, but, uh, along these lines, um, you know, we talk about, um, serial killers and I think when we look at them, uh, th- there's studies that show that, uh, serial killers are a, um, a product of the industrial age because people have moved out from the country. They've moved into the city. Um, and then by doing that, we have concentrations of people closer together, eat, you know, more people closer together and in closer proximity and more free time on their hands because they're working an industrial style job. They're not farming 19 hours a day or trying to just put a meal on the table out of what they can gather or grow out in the wilderness or hunt for that matter. Um, and that the industrial age caused this, gave people the time to think about these things. And I, I know I'm sure mass murder has occurred and serial type killings have occurred prior to it. But everybody always points the finger kind of as the Jack, the Ripper kind of being, um, ground zero. That's kind of what people always point to. That's kind of where it started because people don't think about anything before that. Is that just me? I I was going to say that's the first example I would even be able to begin to reference. I don't know of anything before that. Well, and I think that was kind of when, um, you know, the penny dreadfuls came out and that's when people started to their, build their fascination and really, you know, have that feeling of, Ooh, this is, you know, this is exciting. This is something different than my daily, you know, hubbub, you know, it's, it's, it's something to give them excitement to that adrenaline rush. And I think that was kind of where it started was in that era, Jack the Ripper and 
that's what that that's where fascination starts, I believe. So, yeah. What was that guy that had the? I I know them all, but I can't remember their names. You know how bad I am with names. But the guy that had the house that he kept building and building and building, and it had all kinds of uh, pockets. Oh, H.H. Holmes. Yeah, you're, you're getting H.H. You're you're H. H. Holmes mixed up with the Winchester house, but um, but no, H.H. Well, Holmes no, built that. I think he did have secret no, he had the murder or, castle. He had the murder castle yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, he had like secret dungeons and things like that. Oh, yeah. No, I know, I I understand the difference. Okay. Um, I'll but be quiet. yeah, I mean, it was it, maybe yeah. I don't know what was his uh, motivating factor other than needing to. Uh, I think he was an experimenter. I can't recall. Well, he was, he was, um, and there is actually a, there's a interesting, um, again, it's, I've, I've seen it on Netflix. Um, if you will, a background or a documentary about that and about the murder house, uh, murder castle. I'm sorry. Um, murder house was, uh, oh, what, the American horror story based it on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, he was, basically a swindler and a chiseler. And yeah, he did have, did like to see people suffer and was kind of an experimenter, but a lot of it was strictly monetary gain. His initial yeah, killings. I think he was also a doctor too. Well, he was a doctor. Yeah. I, I guess I for, he was for, a doctor too. for that era. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> yeah, he, he did yeah, have bloodlettings and things like that. Yeah, well, that wasn't that bad. But, uh, but yeah, he did, he did go to, uh, uh, university of Michigan or something, right? Something of that nature. It was in Michigan. If I remember that he supposedly got under a completely different Midwest. name. Yeah. It was under yeah. a completely different name, but his initial killings were, um, driven by, he had a whole, uh, life insurance scam. He would, mm -hmm. he would take policies out on people and kill them. So initially mm -hmm. it was monetary, but I think it, it, grew into more of a fascination than of um, him being a failed doctor and dentist and, and then uh, wanting to experiment and maybe just being, getting the thrill from, you know, getting your hands in there and getting dirty. I don't know. The, um, but again, after the industrial age, because his big, the murder house, the murder castle was uh, Chicago Exposition, right? Wasn't that the big? The World's Fair. Mm -hmm. The World's Fair in Chicago yeah. was the. Uh, was the yep. big draw to get people in and they just, they still don't know how many people, what his total was, but yeah, he never uh, confessed to all of it. I looked it up and apparently, um, uh, there's a book, uh, double in the white city that is being adapted by Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. So oh. that'll become another, <laughs> another thrilling. Cool. So, yeah. well, going to our, going down these lines here with, you know, the industrial age spawning, and, and basically cause people had, if, again, this sounds weird, but leisure time to kill mm -hmm. if they had a fascination. I mean, they were off the farm too. They were not killing animals. And do you think maybe as people, we have this need to lord ourselves over and again, being in a urban situation, you can't go out and slaughter a pig or cut the head off a chicken. And so you don't control those urges that you didn't have to worry about on the farm because they were satisfied. And now you kind of take the turn. I don't know. Good Lord. I hope not. Well, 
Well, again, like I said, I, I'm just kind of, I'm just, you know, again, when you, but when you look at industrialization and urbanization, you know, mm. no, I get your theory. I get your theory. You know, I mean, th- yeah. these, these are all parts of, again, things that people have tried to explore and try to understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and your wiring is already just a little bit off and you're, you know, easily led down the wrong path in terms of, like you said, this, uh, insatiable appetite that you need to satisfy. Well, right. And I think I, I honestly think it only takes one. If you get away with one, I think that's If you get away with one murder, you've, that's gotta be such an, an, an um, I want to say a rush. It almost came out rush, but I didn't want to say, um, you got to well, wait. Sure there has to be some power. I mean, Empowerment. the feeling of yeah, the, in, yeah, invincibility. You know, right. I got away with this. How did I get away with it? This is incredible. I yeah. gotta, you know, I mean, it's kind of like me after my 12th Coca-Cola. This is still amazing. Give me another one. <laughs> Sorry, that's only a yeah, few Yeah, you wouldn't be able it. to stab anybody who'd be vibrating too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't have 12 Diet Cokes a day, you're just not living. Um, <laughs> so you say. <laughs> just, but, so. Yeah, there might be something to that. You know, so thoughts on that. But I guess now, again, moving along the urbanization. And so now we have urbanization. We have mass media. We have media exploitation. You know, whether it's the newspaper and then it becomes the radio and then it becomes television, does some of this feed into the system and cause us to occur? Do you think? I mean, because, because, I mean, I mean, then this podcast is part of that. I guess maybe I should blame myself too, but you know, we're talking (laughs) about it. Does somebody, you know, does one of the 12 people listen to this that listens to this and say, I, I want them to talk about me or. Well, I think that's probably why they don't, uh, they no longer say the person's name. You know, they, they turn, um, the attention towards the victims. What are their names? What did they do? Who is their family? How did they impact their communities? What did they enjoy? Uh, they don't, they don't talk. I mean, I remember, you know, everybody had a middle name, you know, John Wayne Gacy, Everybody, it was their full name, and it was almost a joke at, at, at times where it's like, so every person has a middle name, you know, everybody goes by their middle name kind of thing. And now you don't hear that as much. You only hear the, um, who was the person that was affected by well, the uh, murder. And, and I can appreciate that, wanting to not glorify um, not, not glorify the perpetrator, you know, by splashing yeah, well, them all over. Enough. What? It took us long enough. Well, <laughs> well, but again, uh, but with, with the way media is, I mean, it, it, yes, it is news and I guess it's, uh, but why does it persist? Okay. I mean, Ted Bundy's been gone for 30 years, give or take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why does he persist? Why does Manson persist? I mean, uh, Manson, I mean, 80 years old, a decrepit old man in a federal supermax 
still drew that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, still getting mail, still getting marriage proposals. Um, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Well, I mean, there's there's crazy, and I, that I, I mean, there's a certain population that wants to associate themselves with celebrity. There's that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I think also, it, well, and I think. Uh, people's darkest emotions, they, they, that draws them to the true crime, the serial killers. It kind of becomes like their way of living that experience or feeling that experience without acting upon that, those feelings. They can, you know, they can see the show on Netflix. They can read the book and it kind of goes into you know, what was John Wayne Gacy thinking about? What, why was he doing these things? It, it brings you more in touch with your own dark feelings without actually having to do anything. So what you're saying. In the safety of your own house. So. Yeah, a morbid fascination, maybe. Yeah, kind of like a morbid fascination. So what you're saying is we all have the serial killer gene. Some of us just act on it and others of us live vicariously through others just well, yeah I mean, everybody, everybody has those emotions oh yeah there's a few people i'd like to kill <laughs> <laughs> but to be able to do it you know that's the well true i mean, I mean that's the, the, being able to accomplish something that people say in jest something that is, you know, being able to take the, the joke and make it the horrific reality. I mean, that's the, that's the line, you know, and how many people are able to cross that, you know, it might just also be some other people. I mean, we haven't even touched on Dama. I mean, we're Milwaukee famous, (laughs) you know, I mean, they, Mm -hmm. they tore down a building because of Well. But I mean, and, and but with him, it was you know unable to deal with his sexuality. It, it seems like I, I mean, it was never really clarified, but that's what it seemed to me. You know, if he's luring all these young homosexual men into his into his home. Well, that was one then, thing that uh, um, you know. Look at the motivations behind things. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, Manson was trying to fame, become an important person. He wanted to be a bigwig, whether it was through his music or so he wanted notoriety. Yeah. Well, he wanted to, he wanted to, uh, rule. He, he wanted to start a race war and then, um, rule the world because he felt that, that he was the only one that could accomplish that task. You know, he was the only one smart enough. And then, um, I guess when you look at motivations, then, you know, um, you know, Bundy was obviously based on the way that he murdered women. He was, he had some type of rage was his motivation or anger toward women was his motivation. Mm -hmm. And again, if you want to boil it down to as raw sense as you can, you'd say, you know, Bundy was rage. Um, Manson Mm -hmm. was celebrity, uh, Dahmer. Dahmer was, he, whether uh, Dahmer was loneliness because he wanted, you know, I mean, he killed those men and wanted and kept them around. 
He was trying to yeah. make a zombie that wouldn't leave him. He wanted somebody there for himself, which, you know, n- not that I agree with what happened to him in prison, but sometimes you get your just desserts, but you know, he, he didn't want to be alone. That was his motivation. Um, yeah. I mean, he even stated that he's like, the killing was the byproduct. He said he wasn't trying to kill them. It just happened. So, right. You know, that was, so, so that was sad unto itself. I mean, he, he almost seemed, he seemed like a very pathetic serial killer, didn't he? I mean, not that they're, you know, yeah. great human beings, but he almost seemed like he was like, if you had to rank the, you know, all the serial killers, with the big L on their head, he was the one, you know, he's, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause uh, you know, H.H. H. Holmes was again, from what I've read was basically looking for monetary gain. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was obviously more of, a swindler. more of a swindler, you know, if you boil it down to, yeah, it was greed and, and, uh, whether that was agreed for his fascinations agreed for money. So, but yeah, Dahmer was, was, didn't want to be alone. And like you said, there was the byproduct of, of unfortunate, well, I guess, unfortunately for everybody that it, uh, was involved. Um, now Here's a question I want to bring up and I wanted to bring it up a little bit earlier, but we didn't get a chance. I didn't work it in. So I'm going to work it in now. Um, <laughs> serial killers, mass murders. Now I think th- there's a proper definition for this, but, um, you know, we, 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 mass murders kill a lot of people. Is it, do you think, is mass murder a one-time thing, you think? And so yes. mass, okay. mur- mass murder is a, a group or a, a certain number of people all in one time and one place. Serial killers are at least three people at different times. Okay. So that's, that's where, that's where we go with it. Okay. So Columbine is not a serial murder. No, that was a mass murder. No, mass because murder. they killed themselves. Well, true. Um, but as an example, a time and a place, single event. Yes. Okay. The, uh, I guess at any given time, doesn't the FBI have a statistic any given time there's 20 active serial murders in the United States? Mm-hmm. Is something oh, like that. That's alarming. Isn't it though? <laughs> but, but I mean, by, by that definition and, and. I guess I'm trying to think of the most recent ones. I mean, BTK was probably the most recent, aside from the guy in Cleveland that kept the women in his house, but he really didn't kill them necessarily. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, BTK was like early 2000s, I think. That came out. Is that the most recent one? That Golden State Killer. Oh, they just caught the Golden State Killer. That's right. Oh yeah, but dude wise, is that when he was doing it? I thought that was in the seventies and early eighties. Oh, but, but I mean, it's, yeah, Yeah, but I mean, that's but I mean, having come out oh, and in caught terms him, of being caught. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as what's yeah, been in the news yeah, recently, absolutely. Um, so is this drop? So here's now here's a question. Now that we have a science around this and a better understanding of this, do you think we're catching? people who would be serial killers before they become serial killers. If we use the definition of three murders. Well, so hard to tell nowadays. I mean, every 
seems like every child I know is on some sort of uh, medication to to dull their senses or to make them conform to something. You know, um, it, you never know. You never know. I I don't I don't hear of the you know he loved to kill rabbits when he was a child and dissect them in the yard. I mean, you don't hear any people like that anymore. You know, that kind of, that kind of just odd duck that everyone kind of avoids and doesn't really um, allow into their lives. You know, that, that, that killer has now transformed into, you know, the, the mass shooter, you know, the, the person that isn't getting the attention that they need from either their classmates or their family or their work environment or whatever whatever it is that they're, you know, they're right. yearning for. So are you, would you say then that the serial killer is a phenomenon that is becoming, that's fading away, if you will, and we are developing another type of multiple killer? If yeah, we're or, evolving. Or, 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 <laughs> well, I mean, is that, that's kind of what we, you know, we look at, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll ever truly go away. But is it a possibility that the frequency will become less and less of these types of people? And, but we are coming into a new era, if you will. Like I said, if, if we look, like I said, like I said before, is what some studies say that this, the serial killer boom into the eighties was spawned from the fathers of world war two. What are we spawning right now? Yeah, I, I think I think it. I, I mean, I think it would be more difficult now to be a serial killer simply because of the science that's available now. It's tougher to get away with things, um, you know. The and like we said, the mass shooter is. It, it, I don't want to say easier, but it's it's different because you're not trying to hide from the cops. You're not trying to get away with stuff. Um, so you don't have to take that into consideration where, you know, serial killers had to deal with DNA left behind evidence left behind, which nowadays the science is catching up with them. And like with the golden state killer, they, they found him through a, uh, a DNA um, website. Oh yeah. The ancestry.com or something. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It was one of those. So the, Interesting. yeah. So the, the level of information that's available and the ease with which it's shared now, I guess is, well, I guess, I guess that was to my point that they don't get to that point of being a serial killer anymore. Right. Exactly. Less, it's more difficult. It's more difficult to become. And I look at, um, I, I've been listening to another podcast on the uh, monster on the Wandry system, and uh, first season was the Atlanta child murder. Second season now is a Zodiac killer, and that's mm. something I hear every time they interview a police officer that was an or a detective or a commander or somebody who was in law enforcement associated with this was the inability for these departments to share information. Whether, whether yeah. it was, um, you know, one department was 
a smaller, you know, sheriff's type department in a rural area and just didn't have a fax machine. <laughs> right. Right. So they yeah. could or the or the information getting out to where it needed to get out to in a you know, expeditiously, you know, in a in a in a time where, you know, something could have been done. Right. So so the fact that technology has advanced has taken the ability for the serial killer to hide away. But I think also too, I mean, we live in a society where people are so, um, you know, hyper aware of things. You know, I don't think like a, like a David Berkowitz, you know, somebody that out of the womb was violent. You know, he, um, you know, experienced death and trauma in his life and, and everyone looked at Mental him like illness. that kid, that kid's gonna, you know, like you look at a kid like, oh boy, you know, that's a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have that anymore, you know, because like I was saying before, you know, when you see, when people see kids like that, it's, oh, put them on, you know, put them on something, you know, what pill can we give them? So it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what, if there would be um, someone that would evolve into that level of, um, you know, maniacal behavior. Mm. Well, and, and I look at the Berkowitz killings too, the son of Sam killing, walking up to a car on a city street and pulling the trigger on somebody Mm -hmm. nowadays, how many, I mean, I don't care what time of night it is between city traffic cameras and, and Chicago's good for this, right? Brain. I mean, you get your, your area is rife. (laughs) <laughs> littered, littered with, you know, well, not only traffic cameras, but how many people would be pulling out their cell phones? Well, that's to, what I mean. Uh, post it. <laughs> you hear yep. a shot or you see a flash and all of a sudden your, your phone's out. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's gotta be yeah. tons of video, uh, of things like that. So it'd be less likely not to get caught because of that. So, um, so are we seeing more mindless crimes now? Cause people, I mean, do we, are we seeing more of the. I don't care if I get caught. The desperation of some of these acts, because of that, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I said it. Anyway, (laughs) you mean cats? Being an ass. Yeah, I don't know if it. I don't know if it. it, Maybe it's a. Hopefully, it's some sort of commentary on our society that we're actually evolving, you know, into better people. But I have a feeling, like we said, we're probably evolving into some sort of different. Um, a different new thing, you know, well, What's, uh, I, and, and, uh, you know, I brought it up before with, you know, Manson having the isolation. Are, are we developing into that society? Are we, are we turning into a group of sheep that are going to follow, you know, the, the new Reich, <laughs> you know, I mean, is this, yeah. is, is this, is this Berlin again, 1933? I'm sure to some it is. But I think to to some, it's that need to, I mean, it seems like we've become a society of, look at me, look at me, I, look at the life I'm living, look at look what I'm doing, look at what I'm eating, look at where I am. You know, it's much more um, needing gratification from other people, you know, needing that click, that thumbs up, that, you know, heart uh, uh on your phone that seems to be motivating people. It's, it's so, much more so, vanity than anything. Well, so we, so we very well, based on that statement, are probably seeing the death of the serial killer. 
Maybe. Because the serial killer liked to hide in the shadows, liked to prolong, liked to stick around, liked to do it again. Now it's a one and done. You know, look at me, bang, flash, you know, uh, who knows? Yeah. And, and again, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if serial killers all went away, but then we wouldn't have much to talk or read about, would we? So, um, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, ask this question. I'm going to start with Barbara cause nobody believes she's actually here anymore. <laughs> um, I like to listen. Yeah. Barbara, Barbara. I like to listen. That's I how like, I learn things. Yeah. <laughs> Was that, uh, I'm a, I'm a, what do you call him? A stalker, not a stalker, a voyeur, voyeur, voyeur. Yeah. The fly on the proverbial wall. Yeah, exp- That's me. That, that explains a lot now what happens when I'm in the shower. Anyway. Um, Stop. yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, where was I going with this? You people are driving me crazy. Um, Daryl, uh, uh. Uh, I'm going off my checklist here, but, uh, but Barbara is still here anyway. So mm-hmm. she does exist. She is a person. So what, um, what was your first, let's, let's start with it. What was your, Aaron kind of touched on it for her. It was the, uh, the helter skelter. What was your first true crime experience in, and, oh. and how did you feel about it? I guess. I mean, what did it, what did it do for you? Well, I would have to say, I mean, same thing, Helter Skelter. I read that when I was very, very young and I was just fascinated by it. Just, just, I don't know, kind of creepy, kind of, I don't know, just makes you wonder how people think, what, you know, what makes you follow somebody like that. I just, I, I could never, I couldn't get that to be that. Was it more, so reading it, was it, and, and I know you're not a horror movie person no. at all. So, no. I mean, that I know after 30 years, I finally figured that out, but finally, yeah. So you're, you're not a horror movie person. Is this your horror movie? You, because it is a real thing. Is that what you get out of it? The thrill of that, of what somebody might get out of a horror movie a kind of a tingle up your spine. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it a thrill, but I don't know what the word is, but something similar. Yes. Yes. So Aaron, you're the walking thesaurus. What is Barbara trying to say? <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think it goes back to that morbid fascination. Yes. You know, yeah. the, the need to understand why, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, I, why things go the way they go and what, you know, what makes that person tick? What, what drives them? What is, what's, uh, what are you getting out of this? You what? know, what is your need to do this? I mean, it's just, uh. See, now I'm, I'm having... a horror movie guy. Okay. For, I, I'm not a big, um, nonfiction person. Okay. Mm. Um, and I understand what I get out of those things, that thrill, that little bit of scare, the tingle up your spine, the anticipation. Um, because when I see somebody like that. I guess I lump them all in as the bad shit crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's like, well, people get, well, why did they do this? They're bad shit crazy. They're, they're not right in the head, you know? And so I kind of, I kind of lump it in. So I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I guess maybe if I was a psychology student and from a psychological standpoint, I guess 
I'm interested on the, the mechanism that's lets people get away with that in their own mind. But, um, as far as reading about it, I, you know, um, I, so when I do watch anything of that nature or read anything of that nature, I, I get into a point of the why, yes, that's more for me, why I do it. But, um, there rarely is an answer. Why is that true? Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah. And that's probably why, that's probably the fascination is the unknown because you don't, you don't get an answer and you keep watching because you want to get an answer. But you never get an answer. I know. Except for batshit crazy. I think think sometimes you do. I think to, I think to label someone as batshit crazy is an easy way to dismiss it. I mean, there, I mean, you look at, you know, you look at Dahmer. We I mean, we kind of listed all these people, you know, you, you look at him and it was a, it, like you said, that loneliness, that need to be, that need to be loved, that need to be included, that need, you know, that driving force. And somehow the wiring just went completely off the rails in terms of how you're going to express that. Oh, you know, and then you have, a, you have a, you <laughs> have a, then you have, you know, like we're saying about the, uh, you know, uh, Charlie, you know, he, he needed to be worshipped. He needed someone to pay attention to him. He needed that, um, that power yeah. that, uh, you know, that, uh, the, the ability to control people, you know, I mean, to, to just label someone batshit crazy, I think it's, it's well, kind of dismissive. A little bit, but I mean, that's, it's the, the, I can't teach stupid and I don't understand crazy. That's my problem, Mm. you know, and, Mm. and maybe that's why I I drift into nonfiction, but that's me, you know, so, and, and so I know you already mentioned Aaron that you, you're, you're a helter skelter person. Is that like everybody's first book in serial killers? Is that like serial killer one-on-one? Well, that was the big one. I mean, that was, that was the big one, you know, like. So what, you never read it, Brandy, you said you never, never read it. So what was your first, uh, toe into the water for your, for serial killers? Um, technically Jack the Ripper. Um, I found it fascinating, uh, the sheer violence of it and then the not getting caught. Um, but that was just like dipping my toes in my real fascination was John Wayne Gacy because it happened 20 minutes from my house Ooh, and he was he was front page on the newspaper the day I was born. Oh, wow. Oh, Ooh. wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, when you go back and look at what was, you know, on the front page when you were born, big old picture of John Wayne Gacy. So, you know, it was kind of, that's what kind of made his story most interesting to me was that connection. So the proximity and the, just the timing of it, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever, so you never, okay, you weren't old enough then to eat at the Kentucky Fried Chicken you ran? No. Okay. <laughs> no, he ran a Kentucky Fried no. Chicken. Uh, that was one of his jobs, I guess. So, um, so are you, you, you Along don't. Along with being a clown. <laughs> you know, well. Yes. Are you afraid yeah, of clowns? Yeah, are you, a, are you, are you one of those people that's afraid of clowns now or no? Nope, not at all. Okay. Now we do have to put in a small disclaimer here because. You have to tell people about what, what your, what your shoulder tattoo is. Is it your shoulder? Which one? Which one? 
the uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Corpse no. Bride. Corpse Bride. Don't you have Sally? No. Oh, my I God. I have a rag doll. Oh, you have a Okay. I thought you had Sally. Who has, somebody's got Sally tattooed on their shoulder. What would Sally from the Nightmare Before Christmas have to do with serial killers? No, just the creepiness of it. <laughs> no, my rag, my, my rag doll uh, tattoo is creepier than Sally, so. Okay. traditional <laughs> uh, holiday movie, Steven. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. That's like my favorite movie ever. Oh. Agreed. <laughs> What does that say, huh? I, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I said I um, I, me personally, I don't, I couldn't tell you. I've never, I it wasn't, I don't read books. I don't read the end rule books. I don't read true crime. Um, I guess I get lured into criminal minds because it's on the TV constantly here in the house. <laughs> it's like oh, reruns of Great criminal show. minds, reruns of yep. reruns. Yep. Um, and Aaron, I, Aaron's the one that started me on criminal minds. Oh, really? Thank yes. you so much, dear. I, yes, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Love you for there'll, that. There'll be a little extra yeah. something in your Christmas stocking. All right. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny cause, um, uh, I guess I never, I never, I, I couldn't tell you my first experience with a serial killer or, or noticing it. I mean, it was definitely before Dahmer and I guess I didn't think of it as classifications, but, um, yeah, the Jack the Ripper maybe was probably cause it was just the oldest one and, and the one that people talked about, but I guess I never thought of it in the serial terms. So maybe that yeah. makes, makes me, makes, makes me mentally deficient. Maybe I'm batshit crazy. No comment. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> All right, I'm de- I shouldn't have had these three people on when I made that statement. I get it. I get it. I, I, I know. I it's oh, it's well, awful. It's just the it's just the um, you know the fear of the unknown. You know, you 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 hear about something that that's not real. You know, something like that. I mean, when I was young, um, I, I used to freak my. Uh, friend out you know she'd go to the travel section and read all kinds of travel books and she'd come and find me and there i am at true crime aisle oh, she's, oh gracious i can't believe you're still here no. and i you know i'd just be like this woman wanted a child so badly that she took a car key and opened up another woman and took her child how does that happen and then, you know, the eye roll and the, I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, just, but I've always just been, I, I just don't understand how people can do things like that to other human beings. I mean, how you can take a, a, a living creature. Yeah, you know, I, I don't you understand how you can do it to animals either. But, you know, how you can say that you aren't worthy of living. And not only that, but I'm going to be the one that extinguishes your life. You know, I'm the one that takes your flame. I mean, that it takes so much arrogance to be able to think that you are godlike. I mean, I just, uh, it just, it fascinates me. I just, I'm constantly fascinated by things like that. All right. So last question before we wrap things up here, unless somebody has somebody else, something else to say. Anybody got any points they want to bring up? No. Okay. 
what incident or what would somebody have to do to you to make you snap and turn into a serial killer? <laughs> what, 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 what's your, what's your hot button? Let's put it there. That is a good Don't question. Don't cut me off. Uh, Don't yeah. put the left in front of me. <laughs> nowadays, yeah. Nowadays. That's it for a lot of people. So, so, you, so Aaron, so if you were to be a serial killer, Aaron, Aaron would be the road rage killer. That would be your I, I, would, I would hope that there is nothing that somebody could do that would make me feel that I have that kind of authority. I mean, to me, that that is what fascinates me. You know, I, I just don't understand how you think that you have that kind of a, autonomy over somebody else. I mean, it just, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And the minute it does, I probably, you know, I probably would self commit. I would hope. I mean, I, uh, would I, you I, recognize I would hope that they would never. Yeah, right. exactly. I would hope I, I would. That, never all right. Well, that's your, that. that's, that's your Christmas present. You're getting a t-shirt that says road rage killer. So that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you can't, <laughs> cannot wait. <laughs> uh, Brandy, what about you? What's 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 your hot button? What's pushing you over the edge? I don't think there's anything that could turn me into a serial killer. One-off killer, sure, but not a serial killer. No, <laughs> no. you wouldn't go for mass murder. You'd just be a one and done. No, I think well, that, that could be a one murder. and done. <laughs> well, very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't think there's anything that could push me over the edge like that. Well, now we have something to work on. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good to have goals. Good it's, have yeah, it's good to have goals. Good to have goals. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm just going to say, even though Barbara still is here and nobody believes she's still here, but Barbara's still here. I, I do. I, I, after 30 years, I can tell you there is nothing this woman can't take. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> if there is anybody that should have died in their sleep a long time ago, it's you, Steve. Yeah, oh, well. it's, it's been close. Trust yeah. me. It's been close. Yeah. If I have the dream of the giant marshmallow, I should worry. Is that what you're saying? No, she's the most patient, most gracious person on the planet. So and you're lucky to have her. Thank you. So, yeah, Absolutely. but what's going to make her snap? There'll be that one thing. Will it be the cap off the toothpaste? I was going to say, it'll be something simple. It'll be something really simple that'll just. Yeah. No wire hangers. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note, um, <laughs> I'd like to thank Brandy, Aaron, and Barbara for joining us tonight. And thank for, you, Mom, dearest. I, I hope um, we can get together again soon and talk about something maybe a little less dark, but. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed yourselves. So, but again, this oh, absolutely. all right. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to hang on a second. I'm just going to wrap up here and tell everybody this has been the listen up Milwaukee podcast with your host, Steve Italiano. And if you wish to comment, you can reach us at listen up MKE at yahoo.com. Send me emails, people. I'm dying. I'm dying. I just like to, it, it's been like, it, we've been doing this for almost six years and granted we have less than 20 episodes. So it's kind of been a little thin and spotty here and there, but I have yet to receive an email. So, but you can reach us at, um, listen up MKE at yahoo.com. 
You can go to our website, which is hosted through Podbean. So that's listenupmke.podbean.com. And you can find past episodes and archived episodes, and you can leave comments and download stuff there also. Plus see uh, our links to other areas and some of the podcasts we talked about. And I thank you for joining us and uh, stay tuned, subscribe, because we will be putting out more podcasts in the very near future. Thank you and have a good night.